Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and fabulous. Whoops, sorry. <laughs> Trying to get this stuff shared on my all the pages and groups and uh, hit the wrong button. And uh, so I do apologize for that. Hope everybody's having a great day today so far. Be hard to have much of a day at uh, five or six in the morning, I guess. But uh, I do hope everybody has uh, at least had a good night's rest and sleep and uh, ready to uh, to take on the day and of course we're starting uh, an hour earlier than we normally do because uh, I know that uh, a lot of people uh, getting back into their regular schedules with school and, and work and such and uh, I know this whole COVID thing has really messed everybody's uh, schedules and, and just messed them up in general <laughs> whether your job or what and uh, my wife's trying to readjust to get back into the groove of uh going back to work with school and uh, my daughter's trying to adjust and uh, doing this online uh, schooling and uh, so it's I told my daughter I said it's going to be um, I, feel, I feel sorry for her and these other kids they're going to get in the routine of doing the schooling from home and then when school opens back up it's going to be a, a rude awakening <laughs> so she was like why is it I can get my schoolwork done and such a amount of time, but uh, we have to go to school all day. I said, I couldn't tell you, don't have a clue. But uh, so this is why we're, we're going to have to make a change um, with the um, devotions. Uh, I won't shoot for 6.15. Uh, there may be days when it's 6.30, I don't know. But uh, I'm going to try to stay consistent around 6.15, Lord willing, and see how that goes for a little while. And uh, uh uh, because uh, just uh, like I said, it's just chaos uh, trying to uh, do it at the later time like I was doing. So, so I hope you understand. Uh, well, uh, I guess, you know, I always do a little bit of political commentary before we dive into our devotions. And uh, I guess the two biggies is um, the fact that uh, they're trying to keep Joe Biden from uh, uh, debating Donald Trump, which I don't really blame them because Donald Trump's going to eat his lunch. <laughs> I mean, you know, come on, the guy don't even know where he's at uh, half the time. And, uh, uh, I, you know, it, I, I don't like him. I was going to be straight up. Uh, good morning, Jennifer Harmon. Don't like him straight up, to be honest with you. I don't like his policies. I don't like what he stands for. Uh, but I feel sorry for him because he is uh, he's senile. He just, uh, the thoughts, the very thoughts of him running this country just should be terrifying <laughs> To most people, but uh, but anyway, uh, and then you have, uh, I guess the other thing was where Tech Cruz was was gr grilling uh, there on Capitol Hill about Antifa, and they won't, uh, and those uh, the liberals won't, but uh, uh, won't even don't even talk about Antifa. They want they want to dismiss it as if it isn't there, and this is a terrorist organization, people. I mean, they are terrorists, and uh, they they're more or less supporting uh, this Antifa, but. You've got to look at it from this perspective. They're doing their work for them. That's what they want. They want to, uh, you know, you've heard Dad refer to this. I have the book. I, I've read it, uh, not in its entirety, but I have read a good majority of it. But Sal Alinsky's uh, book, uh, Rules for Radicals, and it's, it's, they're going exactly by that 
by that playbook there uh, in wanting to destroy uh, this nation, and they want to build it back up. And in the liberals' mind, they think it's going to be some utopian way of doing things, but in reality, it just boils down to socialism, uh, just, you know, and communism, which is what it boils down to. They want a totalitarian state, and uh, that's what they're pushing for. And I'm telling you right now, if the election don't go well, that's where we're headed. But again, as I say, you know, it sounds like doom and gloom, and in a sense, I guess it is, but keep in mind that God is in control. God is sovereign. God is in control. And uh, you know what? We've got to give over to him. And no matter the outcome, we trust in the Lord and we just keep up the good fight, my friends. That's all we can do. All right. Well, enough of my political commentary. Well, let's go ahead and let us stand and let us say the Pledge of Allegiance. So if you are able to or in a position to do so, uh, let us say the Pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Praise the Lord for us. Wonderful, wonderful uh, country we live in. I tell you what, I... Uh, we are very grateful, or should be very grateful. And uh, this country is so bad, why are so many killing themselves uh, to get over here? You know, I, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Mass and, and uh, we kind of like some watching the uh, Fast and the Furious uh, movies. And uh, one of the, I can't remember which one, which there some, there's a million of them, but there's one where he's in, Cuba, the main guy, uh, Vin Diesel, is in Cuba, and he's talking about the culture and how beautiful it is. And and uh, from the surface, it is a, a beautiful culture, and, and they show bright, vibrant colors. And he was he was pointing out the the Cuban uh, integrity and doing this, that, and the other. But uh, you know that's fine and good. But you talk about a liberal slant on that. I mean, these people are dying and starving in Cuba. Why do you think they're building rafts out of, out of garbage to try to make it here to America? You know, it, it shows uh, the, the liberal mindset, how they want to twist things around. And uh, uh, anyway, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry I get so uh, uh, entwined in some of this stuff, but it just uh, it, it gets frustrating. All right, so well, let's go ahead and look at our Bible verse this morning. We're going to look at... Uh, uh, Luke chapter 24, verses 13 through 16. So if you got your, your Bibles handy, uh, be sure and get those uh, out. And if you don't, then I will bring it up and you can read right along with me. So see, I even make it, make it easy for you. Uh, Luke 24, 13. And behold, two of them went the same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about three score furlongs. And they talked together of all things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they were communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holden, and they should not know him, that they should not know him. I apologize for my inability to read sometimes. <laughs> so it is. But anyway, as me Pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. So, you know, uh, when I was a kid growing up, I was very fortunate uh, to uh, for my dad to to take us on some of the trips that he that he took us along on. Uh, we lived pretty. I feel like we, you know, looking back, I feel like we lived a pretty 
adventurous life. It was, it was exciting. He was busy a lot with church, but he, he tried his best to take time uh, for us to take his places. And, uh, you know, I wish that I had the ability to appreciate uh, more uh, of where, where he took us. And, and uh, you know, he took us to, um, like, particularly like with Gettysburg, he took us to different Civil War places and the different monuments and uh, uh, different uh, museums or what have you. And uh, I remember going to, um, uh, uh, my mind's went blank, um, or Bush Gardens is, uh, Jamestown, uh, up around in there, and had all the, the different, uh, they had the whole uh, area, you know, we'd go into the different uh, buildings that have been preserved uh, by history, and they had the glass blowing, and, you know, it, it was neat, it was fascinating, but I don't think I actually appreciated uh, the uh, uh, the actual context uh, of the of the. Uh, history uh, that was around me. Of course, Dad would take time to read the different monuments and things. And as a kid, you know, you kind of kind of just half look at stuff and you're just excited. And, and, you know, you don't, you know, let's go here, let's go there. And I remember him saying, just hold on a minute. I want to read this, you know. And yeah, I wasn't taking the time to truly appreciate uh, uh, what was what I was seeing. And I hope that uh, I'd like to one day go back uh, and uh, to these different areas that he took us to when I was a kid and, and really tried to, to take that in. But you know, um, <clears throat> excuse me, there was a Harvard professor and uh, his name has uh, slipped me, but uh, that's irrelevant. But anyway, uh, he came across a poster. Uh, he was a, a well-educated uh, professor, obviously, because he's at Harvard. <laughs> and uh, he was fascinated by this poster. Well, he, uh, he left Harvard and uh, quit more or less, and uh, traveled to Russia to get a to see the the original painting that poster was based on, and it was Rembrandt's The Prodigal Son. And said he spent four hours just staring at that poster. He was, I mean, that picture, that painting rather. Uh, he was fascinated uh, by that uh, by that painting, and after four hours of staring. Uh, he decided to that he wanted to work with handicapped children and, and fundamentally changed his his uh, whole career path based on that painting. And uh, so, you know, when we uh, it, it comes to uh, A. W. Tozer, I like what he said here. I want to, to read this to you. Uh, said that um, uh, A. W. Tozer once observed, "I have often wished that there were some way to bring modern Christians." into a deeper spiritual life, painlessly, by short, easy lessons. But such wishes are vain. No shortcuts exist. May not inadequacy of much of our spiritual experience be traced back to our habit of skipping through the corridors of the kingdom, like little children through the marketplace, chattering about everything but pausing to learn the true value of nothing. So, you know, that's the problem with a lot of uh, Christians, that we don't take the time to truly breathe in God's word, to truly take that time each and every day to, to really ponder on God's word and to read it, to study it, to understand it. And, um, you know, we're so busy, just as I was as a child, uh, to skipping through uh, the different areas of these, these historical uh, monuments and places that, uh, uh, that if I, if I had, had the maturity to breathe in the richness of what uh, my father was trying to show me, uh, I think I'd had a far deeper appreciation. And just like, uh, you know, this professor who, who was staring at this painting, who really, you know, he didn't just skip by it and, 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 and just, you know, 
take a, a glance at a poster. He really, it drew him in uh, to the point that it changed his life. What well, brings us to our passage this morning that, uh, you know, we're looking at uh, the disciples. And it was the uh, Sunday following uh, the resurrection. And uh, they were on their way uh, to Emmaus. Well, Jesus uh, comes to them, appears to them, but they didn't know who he was. And, uh, you know, obviously, Jesus' death, burial, resurrection was uh, just, like I said, just a week later. You know, it was obviously fresh. And uh, and he, he looks at the disciples and says, why so downcast? You know, you're, you would think their first thought would have been, well, how's it this guy, this stranger, is the only one in the world don't know what's going on right now? But they don't even think about that, you know? Uh, they don't observe uh, uh, his hands who might have had the scars or, or or anything about it. So he walks with them. Well, they, they go to, to get a bite to eat. No, they didn't go to the local McDonald's. They had to actually uh, cook their food. And Jesus became the host. And as he's cooking the food and they're getting ready to eat, all of a sudden it is revealed to them that it is Jesus Christ who is sitting right there with them eating. And they noticed the scars on his hand. They, you know, and could you imagine, you know, here they, they, here they walked with Jesus all this time. They talked with him and studied under him. And, 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 the, and here they, you know, the events that had transpired was probably, uh, you know, I could imagine the, uh, uh, the zeal and the excitement of, of everything that was going on. And then to have Jesus reveal himself to them, uh, I'm sure was they were elated, uh, probably had tears in their eyes uh, to see Jesus there with them. But, um, but it took Jesus to reveal himself, to open their eyes, uh, to see those things uh, that he wanted them to see. And uh, it's a sad state of affairs, a lot of people out there who are uh, been blinded by the God of this world. And that's why we have to pray uh, that the Holy Spirit will touch their hearts and minds, that those things of Christ will be revealed to them before it's too late. Uh, I don't mean to read to you uh, a lot this morning, but um, I wanted to read uh, a little something here from uh, Charles Spurgeon in relation to this I thought was uh, uh, applicable uh, to this morning's teaching. But uh, this is... Uh, uh, Charles Spurgeon says, The study of God is the highest science, the loftiest pursuit, and the mightiest discipline. Its rewards are immeasurable. Blessed are those who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. Great peace have those who love your law, and nothing can make them stumble. And then Tozer concluded, God has not bowed to our nervous haste, nor embrace the methods of our machine age. It is well that we accept the hard truth now. The man who would know God must give time to him. You know, uh, there was a time that I wanted to be a doctor. Yes, I'm a doctor now, but I wanted to be a medical doctor instead of, you know, but the Lord, uh, you know, I, it's kind of weird. You know, uh, when I was younger, uh, I always thought, you know, for whatever reason, uh, I thought Dr. Matt Young, I thought, that's got a nice ring to it, you know, and I thought I'd like to be a, a doctor. Little did I know that uh, that I would be have a doctorate in ministry one day, but at that time, I wanted to be a, a medical doctor. I really wanted to be a pediatrician at one time. And uh, But, you know, if you look at uh, those who are in the medical field, or particularly a surgeon, they have to be very precise. They have to pay attention to every little detail. And I guess that's maybe one reason that I was always drawn to uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's uh, Sherlock Holmes, because Sherlock Holmes can tune in to every little detail. Uh, 
and he can observe and he can be able to say, well, uh, I, this man works at a steel mill. And they say, well, how do you know that? I said, well, you take a look at his boots and the, and the, uh, the dust that is on his shoe or boot and, or the type of mud that was on it or, or how they're dressed or how they, you know, those little fine details or, or he would know the exact steps it would take from his home to his mailbox, if you will. You know, every little detail he understood and, and knew and he observed that. Well, that's one thing we have to do as Christians is that we have to be able to um, have that, that, pay that special close attention to God's word. And that is my encouragement for you this morning, that you spend that, that precious time with God's word, not to just breeze through it, not to just say, well, uh, you know, because I put on there how to read the Bible in a year. And, you know, it's, it's easy to sit there, to get in a hurry. You kind of breeze through it. I've done it. You know, and uh, say, okay, well, I read my Bible today. You know, but we need to maybe really take that time to to really study it, to really ponder on, to really think about what we have read. Maybe even pray, Lord, to let what I read today show me something that I've never seen before. Show me how that I can make it more applicable to my life. Uh, how it can be used for Your glory. Reveal those things to me. And that's why it's a, it, just as we were reading here, uh, when we was reading here from uh, from Spurgeon and from Tozer, uh, A. W. Tozer, that uh, that we need to um, uh, uh, do do that reward. I'm sorry, I stumble around again uh, <laughs> this morning. That his rewards are immeasurable. Blessed are those who keep his statutes to seek him with all their heart. So you know. When, you know, let's make that, that proper investment in, uh, in God's Word. Let's make that proper investment uh, in, that, uh, uh, in what God is revealing to us. Let's not just be, uh, you know, and, and I feel like sometimes I, I harp on this a lot. And in fact, I'll probably say it again tonight in uh, uh, tonight's lesson, uh, uh, being Wednesday evening. Uh, but uh, we're so caught up on this temporal world. Uh, and we worry too much about its rewards and what this world can give us instead of focusing on the eternal and those eternal rewards that God will give us and his promises. Let us seek that out. You know, uh, I think, you know, obviously we have to eat. Uh, we have to pay bills. Uh, you know, we have to work. But let us not be so consumed uh, that work is, is all we think about, that money is all we think about. Uh, and that, uh, and, you know, it's so easy to focus on uh, the, what fun you're going to have on the weekend or uh, what you're going to do throughout the week and little attention or focus is made on how you're going to worship and serve the Lord daily, how you can take one day out of the week and give an hour of your time to God on Sunday morning. It's so easy to lay in bed and, and make those excuses as to why you can't attend church or, uh, or well, I, I'll go next week or I've got plans to do this today. It's my only day off. It's my weekend. I want to do this. I want to do that. And, and you're not spending enough time focusing on what is truly important is giving some time to God. And I hope you're spending that time each and every morning in the presence of the Lord. You're spending that time on Sunday morning. You're not making those excuses. You know, um, if you're sitting there saying, well, I'm not getting nothing out of the praise or I don't get nothing out of the sermon, you know, well, then ask yourself, you know, Lord, help me uh, to uh, to get something out of that. You know, I think some people are so worried about getting a feeling, uh, an emotional response 
uh, that you're not taking the time to really listen and to focus. See, that's, I think that's the, the focal point of today's teaching is, is to really focus, to really pay attention, to really look and search and uh, what God is trying to show you. You know, a lot of times we're just selfish. And a lot of times we're just, uh, we have the attention of a three-year-old. We are, you know, that's why we have to have commercial breaks because we, we our attention span is not long enough to, to, to focus on, on what we're watching or reading. And so that's why we need to go to church. You know, a lot of people are just finding church mundane. They find it boring. They find it irrelevant. That's why churches are closing their doors left and right throughout the country because people don't find church as important as they used to. And the Internet has hurt us because you see that, uh, oh, that's a whole lot easier to sit at home and watch instead of getting my fanny up out of bed and going to church. That's why we are not to forsake our assembling of ourselves together. And that's why we need to be together with like-minded believers so my friends, my encouragement for you today is to really take that time. Don't breeze through, just as I was a child, just breezing through those uh, historical places and not pay, making that time to pay attention to what was really there and, and the full meaning and the context of the situation. Let us not just breeze through God's word, breeze through prayer. Let us take that time to truly focus on God's word daily. Focus that time in prayer Focus on and asking, Lord, how we can be used for his service and glory. And let's not neglect that time uh, at church. It is important imperative that we spend that time there trying to ask ourselves, Lord, how can I take what the pastor is telling me today and use it for your glory? How can I make it applicable for my life? You know, there's a lot of churches. All they want to do is, is have a, a hallelujah barn. And it, it does evoke an emotion, you know. Uh, but there's more to uh, our, our time with God than just an emotion. It is a relationship. Emotions can be fleeting, but a relationship is lasting. Miss Jenny Klein says, amen. It's important to refill our cups with Jesus so we can pour into someone else and be a testimony. Amen, Miss Jenny. I appreciate those kind words. That's right. I think some people want to be, just sit in a pew and, and be filled. They don't realize that we have to use what we learn to engage with others out in the world and to share what we have learned and understood with those out in the world to draw them possibly to, uh, to salvation. So very well said. Thank you, Jenny. All right. Let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Therefore, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your richness, your blessings, your grace, your love. Uh, Lord, thank you uh, for revealing yourself uh, to us uh, today and that we can uh, understand that you are alive and that we understand uh, the, uh, the sacrifice you gave to save us. Lord, uh, let us uh, take the time each day not to merely breeze through uh, what we're reading and praying about, but to really take that time and spend that time focusing, just as the professor took four hours focusing on a painting, that we take that time each day focusing on you and your word. Lord, if there's anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, please be with our nation. Heal this land, uh, bring peace. Uh, Lord, I pray that the outcome of the election will be uh, a, a good one. And, uh, and Lord, I pray that you will uh, touch the hearts and minds of the, of the people of this nation like never before. They'll come to know you before it's too late. Lord, please let our police officers know they're loved, needed, and appreciated, along with our military. Lord, be with our sister in Christ, Kim Penix, and Wendy Lee, and Ginger Hood, and Linda Feathers, and David, and Troy, and 
pray, Lord Jesus, that you'll be with Ron and Thelma Thompson. Uh, Lord, I pray that uh, you'll be with all the prayer requests, concerns. Uh, there's far too many for me to recall and remember, but you know the hearts and minds of each and every one. And Lord, I pray to be there present, give him the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding he needs, and uh, these difficult times, protection about him and his family. We thank you, love you, and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning, and I hope, pray, everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day, and that you'll use this day to glorify the Lord. Uh, don't forget to tune in this evening at 7 p.m. as we're continuing our study in Hebrews, and uh, man, I tell you what, we're I'm just having a ball with it and really enjoying it, and I hope you are too. Well, in closing, uh, don't forget to, uh, if you would like to share these devotions, uh, your uh, you can find me at Dr. Young 77. If you're friends or family that you uh, would think would uh, uh, enjoy these, uh, they and don't do social media, they can always find me at um, our website at flbconline.com or on YouTube at Dr. Matthias Young. And uh, if you haven't already, uh, you can uh, subscribe to the Doc Young's Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes free of charge. That's audio only, but I've had a lot of people say, hey, when I'm working around my house or working out. I wish there was a way we could just listen to the, the sermons. And uh, right here you go. You can listen to all the sermons, all the devotions as you're going out and about your day. Well, I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, my friends, and God bless you.